This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Creatively Wired. This broadcast is on Free FM 89.0 and is also available wherever podcasts are found. Creatively Wired is a moment in time where we chat with artists about what makes them tick. We will explore the way they work, what they are thinking about, and the many varied nuances of the creative process. Make yourself comfortable and let's have a chat with some awesome people who are creatively wired. Welcome back to Creatively Wired um, for another week. I'm here again with Jeremy, and today we're joined by Grant Jack, who is a Cambridge-based artist, creates weird and wonderful drawings, and um, yeah, he's he's with us now in the studio. Hey, Grant. Hi. Cool. Thanks. Um, so, maybe to get us started, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into art? Okay, yeah. I've just, I've always drawn, um, and then studied in Auckland, Unitech, from about 95, and lived up there for, coming up 20 years, and then moved back down to Cambridge when we had a kid, and just have done art the whole time, so keep on doing it, yep. Awesome. So you're one of those people that didn't didn't stop and then restart again. You no, just... I've always just drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hard, hard to hold down a good job, but yeah, always drawn. So yeah, yeah, yeah. nice fun. And um, what what led you to to Cambridge? Was that for family uh, it was, stuff? It was or? to get out of the traffic, really. Yeah, our families are both in Hamilton, so we moved down, and then my wife got a job at the school in Cambridge, so. We yep. just started looking around there, and, and we ended up buying a section and building there. So, yeah. And you were you were running a gallery over there for a little bit as well. Uh, it was yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was supposed to be like a coffee shop and gallery, but we um, sort of had about five to ten people a day come in, so it wasn't it wasn't worth running as a coffee shop, and it was stopping me doing drawing really. So I turned it back into a studio. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a, a tough game, I believe. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the coffee racket. Money in the coffee industry in a really busy spot. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and for given that this is a um, you know an audio-based format, it's, we can't show people your your art. Um, so it's kind of a it's a funny one for visual art. But do you want to talk us through maybe what your style is? Because you got you've, to my eyes at least, you've got quite a distinctive um, form of art making. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's a lot of it's, I, I think of it as cartoony sort of art, but I, a lot of it's um, drawing and I, I do hundreds of drawings and choose them. I, I don't feel, I like I like that process of um, drawing a lot and then deciding which ones I like rather than trying really hard to do one good one. So that's, a, that's how I operate, I guess. And so you're doing, a, in a typical kind of day of making, yep. how many drawings are you typically doing in a day? A uh, hundred. Wow. Yeah, like a lot, yeah, and I do you know, they'll take a minute, like each, and then I'll go through the pile and, and see what I like. So, yeah. And do you go through and reflect on things each day, or do you sort of like have a, like, spend three days of the week 
smashing out 100 drawings a, a day, and then Thursday is like, I'm going to look through 300 drawings. No, I, I look through them as I go. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. And usually, if, you know, if I like one, I'll know I like it when I've done it and put it aside sort of thing as well. So, yeah. yeah. So will you will you sit down and be like, right, I'm going to draw a hundred trombones? Or, or <laughs> I try, yeah, I try and do it just as automatically as I can as well. It's like just whatever comes to mind. Right. Sometimes I have a commission or a brief from someone, you know, like, and I'll try and warp what they wanted <laughs> into something that I like as well. So right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's sort of yeah, a bit of bit of both, but right. Yeah. So otherwise, you might draw literally a hundred different things. Yeah, a hundred different things. Yeah, I sort of wouldn't stick with a trombone because that practice. I think I'd get too good at drawing trombone. I like it bad. I like it the the first thing I drew sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, and yeah, I want to pick up on that because that's I think one of the really distinctive um, parts of your work. You say you want it bad. Yeah. But it's kind of bad in a good way, right? Yeah, it's it's, like, yeah. That's it's, it. it's it's kind of almost um, punk or kind of anti art, but it is art. In itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it be a, a fair way to kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think so, it. yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll close my eyes and draw or I'll, I'll try and ignore the fact I'm drawing and try and make it, you know, I don't know what I'm getting at, but, yeah, yeah, sort of... Uh, it, yeah. Is, is it kind of like um, like switching off the conscious part of your brain? or the Yeah, junk? exactly, yeah. Because, uh, you know, I find when I'm drawing, there's a part of my brain going, oh, is that a good line? Or, or you know, what, what will make this better or whatever, which is... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's quite a sort of hard voice to have there with you, whereas I, I can see if you switch that off, it kind of really Yeah, that's the whole thing, up. yeah, yeah. That sort of freshness of line that you sort of, if you're concentrating on the line, I never get it. Like if I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm doing, I've got to sort of turn my hand off or turn my, you know, and just do a dumb line, you know. And so with that, it feels like it's it's really quite free and, and improvisational and, and of the, the moment and of the time, is there an ideal scenario in which you do that? Like, do you do it in the same place every time or is it just kind of wherever you're at? Wherever I'm at, yeah, yeah. Happen? And if something, you know, I'll get up, if I can't sleep at night, I'll do it then. If I, you know, any time in front of the TV, usually loud music, yeah, but it right. can, be, can be anywhere, yeah. yeah. And so it's often with a kind of sound track yep yeah yeah just just i think just another way to get your mind somewhere else so, yeah when you're sort of swamped by sound or something you're not you're not as in the picture so mm. yeah mm -hmm. any other rituals to get into the space uh, no not really just no. just got to make myself do it that's the yeah. you know you got to yeah got to sit down and do it that's the, the main thing and and do you find the first ones are a bit too good, and you Usually, have to push yeah. past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, from um, a young age, interested in art, or and, and interested in that kind of style of comic. Yes, skateboards. You know, like the old the old skateboards. You know, Palparada and those sorts of brands with their graphics. I used to really like that and be really detail oriented, and you know, like trying to get that sort of look. But yeah, I guess that's where it came came from, but I don't feel like it's still there. So. Yeah. 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 But it's sort of emerging emerging from that and then as you're developed through and continue to draw and, and make that part of a, a, a daily practice, your style, whatever that 
is. Lack of style. What, yeah, yeah. What, it's, it's trying to be a lack of style. Really. Yeah. Lack of style but like, <laughs> you've made a conscious decision to yeah. do that thing in that way, yeah. which is saying something. And I think that's the interesting thing about art and creativity in general is that we make decisions consciously or unconsciously or, or, or what, whatever, whether it's in reaction to liking something or disliking something or, or whatever you've, at some point there's been a kind of refining of yeah, the yeah. infinite possibilities to this is the thing that I do. Yeah, I think it's just where, you, where your interests lie and you sort of eliminate stuff as you go and quite focused on, on what I do, so it's, uh, yeah. And so are there um, artists whose work you look to for inspiration or is it trying to be separate from that as well? I think I, I try and move through those things. You know, like you, like I used to look at a lot of uh, Basquiat, that sort of thing. And But but then your work ends up looking like their work. So I think you've got to somehow work, work through those influences to find your own thing, sort of thing. And do you think that there's a, there's a time... Like, can you, thinking back over your drawings, at what point did you hit on the thing that you're doing now? Uh, it's probably it's probably about 10 years ago. And I think that the thing for me was that I stopped trying to make it for other people, stopped trying to get into galleries, anything like that. I just I'd, that take the money out of it and, and do what I actually want to do and not worry about that. So it was about ten years ago. So, it was so it's generally, if I find something funny, is is how I gauge whether it's good or not. I don't worry about, you know, any any anything else. Pretty much here. So, what work were you making prior to ten years ago? I was kept trying to paint. I was always painting and and trying to be a painter. And I'd, I'd do things on the computer and then try and paint what I'd done on the computer. I'd you know I'd try and do a fresh line and paint. And I just was no good at it. Like, I really love that stuff, and I wish I was good at it, but I, I, I'm not. So yeah, all my work's just a pencil on on paper, pretty much, and then I'll colour it on the computer sometimes. But yeah, what I what I like is the pencil drawing, mm. the colours to sell. <laughs> really, yeah. right? Is there, is, there, is there something in the painting process that you think starts to kind of lock stuff down and make it I good so. and kind of you know? Quotation marks. Yeah, and I think the idea of a canvas that you've paid, you know, hundred bucks for something, you know, you've got to deliver on that canvas, and that's not the way I operate. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. have to buy a hundred canvases, and then I might get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So the, the the pencil and paper is like low pressure. Yeah, yeah, like, it's really low pressure. Yeah. You muck it up. Who cares? Yeah, next and page. Just have a stack of them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. getting through those ideas. Like. Not really even ideas, just whatever happens, happens sort of, yeah. So yeah. the more I have to choose from, the better, yeah. Yeah. Because there's some things in your work where, um, like you, you talked about not, not drawing 100 trombones and, and not drawing the same thing, but there are some kind of thematic ideas that come back through your work. Yeah. Are they um, things that happen in a succession of like a single drawing session or is it like, I did this a month ago and I really feel like kind of revisiting that idea. Is there a lot of time between those things? Or? Uh, a bit of both, but usually I think, you know, if I'm not, if I can't think what to draw, I'll go back to something I've drawn before, you know, like, so that'll be the start of a, a drawing. So that does reoccur, but it's not because I'm 
practicing drawing the trombone. Do you know what I mean? Like I might just, yeah. Or I think of you know another combination of things that has a trombone in it. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of the work that, um, like singular object, um, is that part of the nature of the the quickness with which the process happens, or is that because that singular thing is interesting? Some sometimes I've edited out, you know, like I'll have a singular thing that worked in a picture, so I'll edit it back to that one thing, and you know digitally wipe out the rest. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it's like, it's almost like a logo, the thing, you know, like, you know, can't think of an example of it, but they almost become logos on their own, so I, I will edit them. Well, like edit sort them. of the pop I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of pop cultural references and... Yeah. 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 So. And I, I mean, I, I totally get that thing you're saying of... It made it made sense when you said if you find them funny, you know you're on the right track. Yeah, and funny funny is a funny word as well because it's I'm not I don't mean like laugh out loud funny, but there's no sort of you know you, you sort of you feel something for it I guess. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Because so I, yeah. I, I I saw your show at the Nancy Cager Gallery, and uh, you know just thinking back to those works, like there's some objects that for some reason are just inherently funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a trombone is way funnier than a guitar. Yeah, yeah, or, that's true. <laughs> or, I, th I remember a lot of sausages, which yeah. are just oh, yeah, sausages, yeah, inherently funny <laughs> objects. Yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating. And so when you're refining, refining a body of work, toward, like working towards an exhibition like that, obviously you've got like potentially hundreds of thousands of things yeah. What? How do you kind of go through the thought process of picking the twenty that are going to go on the wall? Well, for the for that show, it was kind of easy because I had short notice, and they were already all done. They were already digitally coloured and ready to print. So it was. Uh, they all kind of worked together because I'm I'm doing the same thing all the time. So yeah. So yeah, it's just that they were already done. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a if you had a stack of um you know fresh pencil drawings, yeah, you just you just blasted out a hundred. Yeah. What kind of moments are you looking for when you look through that stack? Is it the particularly weird line, or is it the thing that just makes you go, "How did I? Why did I draw that?" Yeah, it's, it's that more than the more than the line. But but if the lines are too nice, or if I've thought about the line too much, it's never going to make it. But, right. but it is the it is the yeah it's the satisfaction of a idea. Yeah. And idea is not a very good word for that either, because it's sort of just happens. It's not like I had an idea, almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a yeah automatic thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, it does. It's it's making me think of all sorts of things, like you know, the surrealist with the automatic drawing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sort of obsession at that time with um, the the conscious and the subconscious. Um, but it also, uh, yeah. So I guess. Like, would that be an inspiration for you? Is that something you're into? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrealism minus the realism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, and so. and dreams as well? They'll be yeah, dreams. dreams. Does that come in for yeah, you? Yeah, it does, yeah. Or just, um, I, I write a lot of titles as well. So I'll have, I've got a huge list of titles that I've never used. And that sort of, and it sort of works the same way. Like, it's over here, over here, over, you know, overheard noises and, and words and putting them together. And it's kind of the same thing. You sort of that automatic association, sort of yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. So when you're titling works, 
so you've gone through the drawing process, you've got the things, you've got the ones that you like out of the hundred. Yep. Then you you're coming up with titles for those in that moment or sometimes and sometimes I'll find a title that I, that goes with the picture, but sometimes the title almost is part of the idea of the picture, so we have have a title as a go. So yeah. Either way. That's cool. So I mean in some of the work um you there's a, a, a clear sense of the the object being the thing that it is, um, like particularly looking at the kind of musical instrument mm. ones that are in there. Um, but then there's some where there's a real deconstruction or um, extension of the thing that is. So there's a, like an elephant yeah, yeah, work yeah. that's like quite like morphed and, and shifted is are those things um, how do they fit into the, the decision making process in terms of am I drawing a thing or as, is it a as new a, thing, as a yeah. thing or am I making a thing that's built upon a previous yeah um, those the instrument drawings you're talking about were all a commission so they were someone who wanted some instruments <laughs> so right. it was like there almost wasn't a it was almost more illustration than art I guess in that way so they were decided that way, and then the rest is the other way, yeah. Right. Mm. And in terms of your process with commissions, is there, a, like, does it have to be a, is it things that are particularly interesting to you that you're taking on, or you're taking it on because it's a commission and you'll do whatever, like... Yeah, I try, I, I try and make it pretty clear that it's, not for them not to be too prescriptive because then I do feel like it's illustration. So I usually have a talk and they'll tell me you know, things they like and things, and then I'll twist it or change it somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, a potentially funny tension is like uh, you wanting to make stuff from your subconscious, but then people, yeah, are asking for something, yeah. asking for and I usually things. close my eyes for those ones because it's just like then at least it's uh, you know, like it has got their, their input, but it's uh. But yeah, yeah, getting me stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, in, in that, so thinking about the like the musical instruments for for an example, um, someone's come to you and said, "Hey, I really want eight pictures of musical instruments. Mm. Um, however, you want to do them." Yeah. Are you looking at images of musical instruments and being like, okay, like? these are the kinds of things they are and then setting that aside and coming back and unpacking them or are you purely working on whatever memory you already had of what musical instruments are? Yeah, memory's, memory's a big one. Yeah, like a, yeah, quite often with the eyes closed drawings I'll, I'll try and do as much, like I'll draw a Mac truck or something. It's like I don't actually know what a Mac truck looks like, you know, like completely but I'll draw everything I can remember about a Mac, Mac truck or a guitar or whatever else it is, and, and, and so you kind of get this interesting, because you've, then you've invented the Mac truck, or you've invented the, the yeah. guitar, so it's like, yeah, so it's your thing, if you know So what you're mean. saying to kind of unpack the inherent limitations of the human memory. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you are. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's quite fascinating, and that um, we, as people, we have memories that are, that, uh, like, we experience things and we have memories of them, but also the more we think about memories, the more we construct them as we go. Mm. And so I know you 
will hear people tell stories of things they did in childhood that there's no inherent way that they would remember that. Yep. Yeah, They're yeah. remembering the story that someone told yeah, them. That's right. yeah. And so they've built up this this collection of a me of this this fictitious memory yep. of a thing that happened but they don't really recall and they articulate that through the stories that they tell and yep. maybe they tell it the same way every time or maybe they tell it differently. So there's something quite interesting in what you're doing that it's memory. It, yeah. It's memory but it's like a reimagination or a reconstruction of memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all visual memory as well, which I, I think I've got a good visual memory. Like, yeah, but yeah, who knows? But, yeah. but then I guess if you if you've got a good visual memory for some things, then it would make sense to choose the things that the are things like a Mack truck. That yeah, I, yeah. I presume you're not a a, a, no. a truck no um, enthusiast. <laughs> enthusiast. So. <laughs> I know oh, yeah. you got a bulldog in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I find memory so interesting because, you know, for example, everyone knows what a bicycle looks like. If, if, they, if you see a bicycle parked, you know, outside now in Garden Place, then we all know, we go, yes, that's a bicycle. I've yeah, seen yeah. that, you know, a thousand times. But if you asked a whole lot of people to draw a bicycle, I think bicycles are particularly weird. Yeah. You would get some very, very strange objects. Yeah. <laughs> Have you know? seen that guy who made a bunch of... He got a whole, a whole different bunch of people to draw a bike. Yeah, yeah. And no. he made them. Yeah, yeah, Really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, was, he was family in my mind while I was asking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just it, it is really name. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I love, you know, the same thing with kids' drawings. So yeah. They don't bother to look at the thing. They'll just draw it how they, how they think it is. And it's, you get the best drawings, I think. Yeah. And the funny thing is when, because uh, often when people are being taught to draw, I mean, you know, accepting that there's loads of different ways to, to, to draw. Mm. Um, but in terms of things like life drawing, one of the things people are trained to do is to look past their idea of what, mm. uh, uh, say, a human body looks like and to really focus on what is there in front of them. Yeah. So it's kind of like the opposite, actually, of what you were doing. Yeah. Where you're yeah, resisting yeah, yeah. any urge to look past the idea. <laughs> yeah. and but it's another way to do it, right? Like, it's because, you, you know, you draw a foot based on someone's foot and it's going to be a, a more interesting shape than a, a foot that, you know, is uh, what in your mind is an accurate foot. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so do you think that your work plays with ideas of perspective as well? It does, yeah, but I'm not thinking about that while I'm doing it. Like, I, I try not to have a horizon line um, generally just because I like things floating in space and, and being like ideas floating in space. Yeah. I also don't draw faces much. Like, right. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but I don't. Yeah. So it's like any, yeah, the, most of the kind of human-esque things are disembodied parts. body parts, parts. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're, there's some works that work, that have text elements to them. Yep. What is, what's going on there? So those are, basically I've got that list I was saying. Some of them don't translate to a drawing. I can't imagine how they ever will, so I'll do them as a, a text, a text-based drawing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bunch of them actually working on at the moment, so we'll see. Mm. Yeah. And that's the same sort of process. It's just like writing down lots of words. As you said, you, know, you talked about a little bit before where it might be things you overheard or whatever, but would you follow that same process of writing 
say a hundred different things down? No, I don't. With that. I just just if I think like it's it's more of a because it's a, I guess a written thing or a thing, and you, you don't need to draw it. So it's more getting the idea and writing it down. I, I don't know how. I'd, like you, go, you cut up, you know, they used to do the cut ups yeah. and cut out the letters of words. Right. And, yeah, yeah. But I haven't done that. But, yeah. Like the um, William Burroughs kind yeah, of. Yeah, that yeah, that sort of thing. And so that you're not doing the hundreds of versions of the written ones. Are you? Do you have a more a, a clearer sense of what they're supposed to look like when you're going into the drawing, or is I, there still some? I still try and keep it like I, I, I won't plan too much how it's going to fit compositionally because I think it's more interesting if the word doesn't fit and you've got to squeeze some letters in or something, you know, like, yeah, try and try and keep something weird about it in yeah. there as well, yeah. And in terms of the, um, like you're talking about some things that don't fit or things that do fit and how they work compositionally, is there a typical size that the work you're doing, like, is it fitting on like an a four piece of paper, or is it on a square? Is there a typical kind of format that you use? I just I draw on a a five um, paper, pretty right. much. Just that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll um I'll I'll make them into bigger posters and things, just just digitally. But they all start generally. Yeah, some if it's got a lot going on, I've done a few illustrations where you can't fit enough in that size, and I'll make that bigger. But generally, it's a five. Yeah. Mm. And is there is there something about the scaling up as well that amplifies maybe the wobbliness or the weirdness yeah, of the line? Yeah, and, and the simplicity, I think. But yeah, the wobbliness of the line is definitely, like it looks like you've done, like, you know, a pencil line can look like oil pastel or, you know, because it's that much bigger, right. the scale of it. Yeah. So yeah, it changes it. But, yeah. yeah. And what's the biggest format that you've kind of taken, like... Blowing, it, blowing it up to? Um, I think about two metres by 1.5, so... Wow, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, which is the biggest print size I could get locally. So yeah, you could probably get bigger. But that was and that, that. that's still a singular <laughs> object. Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. Some of them. Yep. I've done a couple of singular objects, or or the same thing repeated. I do a bit of that stuff as well. So. Yeah. yeah. In the works with repetition, mm. are they digital repetition, where it's mm. the same drawing, copy and pasted, or it's like hand? It's hand drawn, and usually it's because I. Trying to get a foot for another thing, or you know, where like I've got one with elephant feet, which comes to mind, and it's because I want a foot for something, <laughs> so I'm drawing it over and over again, and then I think, oh, that looks better than what I was trying to do, so I have the repetitious foot instead of the because that's the thing I haven't th thought about. I haven't thought oh, I'm making a grid of feet. I'm thinking I want that foot for something else, <laughs> so it works, you know, it like, works better because of that. Yeah. That's great. So that's staying open to. You know the the weird things or the mistakes, yeah, that's or, right, the accidents, yeah, yeah, rather than being fixated on an endpoint of, you know, this sort of finished, perfected thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so talking about that, how do you know when a thing is finished? Uh, I think. Not, I don't know. It's just it's like I guess it's just discernment. You just you know that's. Looking at things and choosing things, I feel is like the bit of it I'm all right at. I'm good at, you know, like most of my drawings aren't that good, but choosing them, I feel confident in what I choose. So, and then it's just, you know, if I'm colouring it, it's just like, give it the colours it needs, and then <laughs> it's done. So it's just when it's done, it's done. Because yeah. the colouring is, I assume, purposefully like it's very kind of just solid. 
yeah. single palette colors. No, there's not shadings or no. I've, I've done a few gradients, but generally, yeah, it's just um, just solid this flat colors. Blue and this bit's red. Yeah, sometimes I'll get rid of the outline because you know that looks cool sometimes, and sometimes it'll be outlined. So. Which is kind of has a comic book feel as well, doesn't it? Not, yeah. not in the sort of um, you know Marvel DC comic sort of ultra um, sort of rendered, but more in that sort of old school. Like uh, yeah, like the old you know Mad magazines and yeah. all those old 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 cartoons, Crazy yeah. Cat and uh, yeah Popeye obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's um that's interesting. I was thinking that. Often, as creative people, our this is the way I see it anyway. Our process is one of constantly switching between um, trying to not think about the work mm. and then being critical of what we've made. And I think with a lot of creative people, they're doing that switch quite regularly. Mm. And I think you know there was a moment for me a, a while back where I had that realization that that's what I was doing, which really helped me. And I, I wondered why none of my tutors <laughs> explained that. Yeah. Um, but to be able to sort of control that to some degree is really useful because if you get critical at the wrong moment, then your work's not ready for it. Yeah. Or if you're, for, for, depending on what you're trying to do, for some people being um, uncritical for too long is not useful either. But I think what's really interesting about what you are describing before about your process is you've completely separated those out into two very separate activities. So yeah. rather than someone who might be working around a drawing that will be, you know, do a little bit of drawing and then they'll sit back and go, oh, how's that going? And then they'll do a bit more drawing. It's like you've kind of made all the work and then, you, and and then you're you like, right, now I'm going to do the second half of my thing, which has been critical. Yeah, and I think that's why painting hasn't worked for me much yet. You know, I've done a couple right. that are... The ones that have worked have been drawings on, you know, that have painted. But yeah, apart from that, it is that thing. It's like if I'm... If, if I have to sit back and wait for a layer to dry, I'm thinking too much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah. And I guess that's something about the fastness of just a quick drawing as well, right? Mm. This is painting, which is a slow, yeah. much, usually a much slower process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I, if, I, if I go back trying painting again, it'll be, you know, those sorts of, uh, you know, maybe three colours and just yeah. as simple as something I can do fast, it. Like yeah, fast, like oil sticks or spray cans yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've tried spray cans. So uh, cool. You know, I often find people who are not necessarily um, that into art or don't spend much time with art that they really highly value um, stuff that is very realistic or shaded or complicated. Yeah. Do you, have you had some quite funny reactions from people not getting at all what you're up to? I think the, the biggest thing is the, the digital thing, like, like selling a digital image, people don't place any value on, or a lot of people don't right. place value on, right. on the fact that you haven't screen printed the thing or whatever. Like, right. Yeah. Even though it might be a limited edition. Or yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's general public right, who don't want to pay much for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, that is, that is funny. I'd, I'd like to think that the world's coming around. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, think, I think it is. I think, you know, generally it is. Just when you hear comments, that's that's often the thing I'll, I'll hear or pick up on, even from other artists, you know. Like, right. Yeah. Pity you haven't used paint or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a short break. Then we'll be back with more Creatively Wired.
So when you go about um, disseminating your work in that way, how um, how much stock are you putting in? Like the limited edition runs, or like, are you? Is it ten? Is it fifty? Is it like? Well, I've, I've, what I've started doing now, it was that, but I found it really hard to keep track of where I was up to in the edition because it's not like you have a stack of prints, you just print them as you need them. So now I'm selling the pencil drawing with the poster and that's it. So it's, it's a one-off. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I've got some open editions, especially on my website, and they'll just keep going because I don't have to keep counting them. Right. But yeah, apart from that, I'm sort of trying to do it so it's, uh, you know, you buy... You get the drawing, you get the print. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's interesting to see that as a pairing too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's something I guess so like visceral and immediate about the pencil drawing on an A5 bit of paper, mm. and then seeing the work that's inherently the same but different because it's. Different. I feel I feel like it's just finishes it like what, like when I've done the drawing, I've got those colours. That's how I imagine the pencil drawing. So it's just finishing the colouring to fill in the viewer on what the colours might have been. So, so, right, so you're, yeah. you're seeing it with the colour yeah. as you're doing the pencil drawing. Yeah, when I, when I look at it, yeah. I, yeah, I just, yeah. So it's not like I go away and think heaps about colour. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's that colour. So, so the, the process of, of colouring and designing the prints is, is almost paint by numbers and that like you you can't you, you're not you, there's no process of second guessing or of uh you know i'll tweak it a bit but it's generally yeah yeah and also it's like oh it's a it's a poloni it's red you know like it's that sort of thing I'm, yeah yeah so you're quite happy with with kind of a literal color thing of like it's generally spot, yeah so it's gray yeah yeah i mean yeah. i might do a blue elephant but that's sort of bluish gray <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> In terms of the colours that you select, are they like, are you really customising the tone or is it like the, there's a palette of 20 colours that kind of come in the program and like red is red and grey is grey? And yeah, I've actually, like I, I used to do exactly that. I'd have my, I made up a, a palette and, and it was, yeah, and I'd just select the colours, but I like to tweak it a little bit more than that just to make it, them work together a bit better than that. Now, so yeah, mm. and that's something that's developed over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in the when you're coloring, is there element of um, wanting to be a bit loose with that as well, or is it is it not sort of as much a part of that? Yeah, I guess if I accidentally push the paint bucket on the wrong color and it looks cool, I'll leave it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, there's so, but not not as much just because there can't be as much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the most flexibility there is in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any particular um, meaning behind the colour in the background, or is it more a, a purely aesthetic thing in that that looks good on that kind of green? I, th I think the that it is an aesthetic choice, but it's for a um, there's a a goal that's to make it look funny <laughs> to, to, you know, like the colour in the background has to, uh, I don't know how to say it about that, yeah, 
So it's sort of amplifying the yeah the meaning. So it is a, it is an aesthetic choice, but you, I mean you could you could do them all white and just have the thing, but a color might make it funnier. Yeah, like a better word. Yeah. Aesthetic choices, not in terms of beauty, but in terms of like, yeah, yeah, playing off against what's there and yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and you know, trying not to make the object disappear into the background. I guess. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's a practical thing. Yeah, as practical. Well. Yeah, because they they do all really pop. Like there's a real yeah, like um, boldness to them. Yeah, yeah. They're not subtle. No, they're not, they're not <laughs> subtle. No, just, yeah. Color theory's never been a, a problem, I guess. I, uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, I've always looked at colors and thought that was that works with that. That you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah doesn't yeah. drive my wardrobe at all. <laughs> 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 yeah. And do you ever do you ever get sort of feel stuck, or is it just, or the process itself? Does that just kind of lend itself towards there's always something to make because I can always sit down and do some do some the, it's, the, it's the outside things that, that get me stuck like at the moment I'm doing some jobs that I'm building some kitchens and that work hovers over me and I don't get anything done pretty much like whereas I also work I would sell coffees in the morning and that's two hours every day so I know when that is right so I'm not stuck stuck there but I'm I feel really stuck by these open-ended jobs that are, you know, like when you could do someone something for someone else or yourself, you sort of tend right. to feel obliged to do their thing. So, yeah, so that's yeah. that's what sticks me, I think, yeah. But, so, but it's not a creative process stuck. It's, nah, it's a, a, it is though, because, yeah, it sort of is, because you, your mind just won't go into the into the work when, when I've got things that I should be doing. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's that sort of... Um, very conscious part of the brain becoming quite dominant. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. And so, how much of your time, I guess, in a general percentage, if a week is a hundred percent, yeah, how much of your week is spent drawing? Uh, a good week, thirty to forty percent. So yeah, yeah, probably that. Yeah, and then the rest is made up with. Other, oh, yeah, I've got a. I, I've got a daughter, so I have after school. I've got a the coffee job till ten ten o'clock every day. So it's like so it's pretty much school hours when she's at school, is when I can do it, and then at night. Yeah. Right. So it's just limited by the, the circumstance. But I, I don't think I'd do more than that anyway. If I had all my time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're generating like what may be. 500 to 700 drawings in 30% of a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the world could handle it. No, 100%. Well, the world doesn't get them all. Though, do they? It's, a, it's a massive deforestation. Yeah. I, do, I do feel bad about that. Too. I'm sure you're not really what's wrong with the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess, like, is, is, it, is it kind of full on spending that amount of time in that space of subconscious as well. Like, I imagine it would be quite, it'd be quite intense doing that full-time. Because because it's the best, but, the, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of, um, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, just being sort of lost. It's a, it's a daydream, really. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Is it hard to switch back? Like, if you've been in that real subconscious kind of space, is it hard to switch back to, like, Oh, now I need to drive the car to yeah, pick yeah. up my daughter. Face hundred people at the school pickups and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah. is. Yeah, it's weird sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is this guy high? <laughs> yes, he's been doing art all day. <laughs> yeah. 
And so with um, if you were commissioned, say, to do an exhibition, mm. so I'm, I'm saying I, I want you to do an exhibition um, of whatever work you want to do, but it's a collection mm. that is articulated. Are you doing the same work that you're doing now, or are you creating a kind of more specific theme that you're talking to? I, I'd probably just go for the next thing I have in my <laughs> lined up, which is yeah, like I've got these text-based works that I'd like to do. So maybe that if that worked with you, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and and so if I haven't had a lot of shows, but I have not. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting to to unpack. So if, for instance, um. I, you were commissioned to do a work that was, or a collection, like commissioned to do an exhibition based on the idea of um, the in, the environment. Mm. And I, I mean, I, that comes to mind seeing the, the logs work, which mm. has like the, the many, many logs. Um, is there a way that you adapt your approach to being like, I've got to make... 30 works that speak to the theme of the environment? Yeah. Or are you just, again, be able to draw back on... Yeah, I'd probably just look through the piles and see, you know, see what works. Yeah. And maybe do some new ones, because I'll get new ideas if I'm doing that, probably. Yeah. Mm. So it's sort of an archive there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that one of the strengths of that, and I, I remember seeing another artist who does this as well, is that you can... Sometimes the best solutions are not the most obvious ones. Mm. So if you're drawing back, um, if you're, you know, bringing stuff from an archive, then it might be a more unexpected response to that brief, mm. you know, rather than something sort of too, yeah, too obvious. Yeah. Is there, yeah. Probably works both ways, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's just how it would have to work, because I don't know if I'd, uh, I don't know how long it would take me to to hit on those ideas if I was just uh, drawing. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I can just see that you might sort of find something and go, oh, that actually works for this idea, yeah. but I wouldn't necessarily think to draw that in response yeah. to this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. mm. I guess there's also the, the period of time where that suggestion has been given and then that mulls about mm. in, the, in the subconscious of, like, okay, so it might come out anyway. This is, this yeah. is a yeah. thing that I that I need to do. There's a deadline in two months, and I've got to have these things. And then you don't think about it, and you go back to the process of drawing. But it'd be interesting to see how much of it how much comes of it through, starts yeah. to come through in the process of that uh, automatic drawing. Yeah, and even you mentioning the logs. I've got three or four other log things. You know, pictures and and ideas that could be pictures. I guess so. It's, yeah. And so the logs work, is that similar to the elephant feet work in that you were drawing a log for something and drew a hunt, uh, like, there's what, like 30, 40 logs? Or yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I just, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was such a really old, uh, I, had, I tried to paint that um, probably in about 2000. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it so didn't, that's really didn't work, work as a painting, but, yeah, I just thought I'll just do that again because it, it looked cool. Well, you know, the idea of it. Look cool. <laughs> it, it is sort of um, slightly more. Um, so that one's called rain, rainforest rain. So it's like, yeah, like the, yeah, 
because it, it's much more kind of clearly like cartoon mm. representational than uh, illustration. I, the, I think of it, yeah, yeah, more recent work. Because mm. I, I can see with the thinking about humor, there's some objects that are just funny, yeah, and there is something kind of funny about a log, yeah, yeah. But I think what makes it funny again is like isolating it as some sort of like by making a, a singular image about a log yeah. and going to all that effort and framing it up, it, it sort of like celebrates the this log object. <laughs> which <laughs> I think there's a log on Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so there's something sort of really weird and funny about that. It's yeah. like, yes, this is an image of a log. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's just stereotypical, I guess. Same with the sausages. You know, you just yeah. like, sausages are funny. Yes. But they're not the, <laughs> not the things we usually elevate. Like, it's not like a still life with a bowl of grapes no, or yeah. whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in thinking about other arts experiences you've had outside of, of your work, is there anything that really leaps to mind as being memorable or transformative or had an impact on the way that you think about art? Not not in the not in the fine arts. No, not, yeah, just just things like old comics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess some big scale arts, you know, I lived in London for a while, going to the Tate and seeing, you know, Rothko and stuff. It's got nothing to do with my work, but it was, you know, impressive and yeah. Mm. But but I don't know if it's influenced me. <laughs> But you've you've mentioned quite a lot of um, more sort of I guess pop culture or you know everyday life kind of influences like you know skateboarding, mm. um, loud music, yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of comic books, obviously. Yeah, um, I never actually read the comic books; just just looked at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right, unless it was a short one, you know, like Mad Magazine. You know, how funny it was. And so, well, I guess in building on that, you talk about um, loud music as part of your process. Um, is there a particular artist or group of artists or a playlist that you turn to, or is it uh, st even a style of music? That's not not really. Like I like I like things where you can't hear the words particularly. Uh, I like all yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like Animal Collective. You know, that sort of New York. From about ten years ago, I guess yep. with uh, black dice, and yep. those sorts of things. But yeah, a lot of other stuff too. So, cool. yeah. mm. And older stuff, I was a bit of blues stuff. Right. Yeah, which I guess you can hear the words, but the, yeah, yeah. And is that because the words might otherwise start influencing your thoughts? And yeah. Get in the way of what's happening. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, don't know. I don't, don't really like good singers anyway. You know, like I'd rather <laughs> they were. Yeah. If something messed up about it. So yeah, right. It's not that, yeah. So there might be an element of the music which is reflecting your approach to art making yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, reflecting and distracting. Yeah. 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 And you have it loud in a room with speakers or in headphones? Yeah, generally in a room with speakers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's and how does that work at night? Ah, then it's a headphones. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got a seven-year-old. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, family. The art comes first. <laughs> being a musician with a with an eight-year-old is like yeah. a lot of my work happens at night. A lot yeah. of that work happens in headphones. <laughs> so, are there any really big, 
like outside of the the drawing practice, are there any really big projects that you've wanted to do that you just haven't done because you're focusing on the drawing, or or is the drawing kind of the core? Uh, I'd, I'd I'd really like if the paintings could work because they're you know like but I just yeah so I guess that's that's but I don't really um it's not trying to do anything bigger I guess yeah. And what what is it about the paintings that that you keep kind of coming back to? I I don't know. Every time I I'll do a day and I'm I'm always like. Well, uh, I know I can't do this. Why do I keep trying? So, <laughs> some I mean, I've got about four or five paintings that I can remember that I think have worked. So, but yeah, uh, I don't know. But it's a it's a challenge. You keep coming back to. Yeah, it. I don't know why. Yeah, I've got I've got actually a bunch at home, and I'm just trying to think of them as my own thing to just not even show anyone, just to to keep on working on them, see if I can uh, make them work. But, yeah. 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 And what like what do you? What would be an ideal, if you think about someone coming and experiencing your art, what might be an ideal experience? Like, what are you sort of aiming for? Is, <laughs> is that for them to crack up, or is it like... Yeah, I, I sort of have a, uh, it's funny you asked that, I sort of have an Im image of a, a preppy guy with a cardigan, you know, tied around his neck, yep. coming Pistol. in and then being all distorted and, <laughs> you know, twisted up when he looks at the work, so I guess... Uh, yeah, leaving uh leaving the gallery looking a bit disheveled sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> leaving with a Picasso face. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the ideal, yeah. So that's quite a quite a goal to work towards, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean that, that that transformative effect that you're kind of thinking about from the work. Mm. Seems it, it's an interesting dichotomy with the kind of freeform, automatic kind mm. of impactful, quick response thing that you're doing in the creating. You there's this thing where it's like this is a thing, and now I've moved on, and this is another thing. And yeah, yeah, on, yeah. This is another thing, but then that experience is. I think what I'm describing is funny. Is is that there's more meaning to the thing like. And I, I think that's kind of funny. So it's more that they, it's a quick. Sometimes it looks like a, you know, like I said before, like a logo of a thing. But I want there to be more to it than that. That it does mess with you a bit. And I guess that's the nature of putting something, like printing something large and putting it in a gallery. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? It asks you as an audience to look for the deeper meaning mm. in the thing. Mm. And I spend I spend a lot of time looking at art and not not finding that deeper meaning. So, so maybe mine's more uh, base, you know, more Neanderthal or something in some way that I can actually <laughs> find something in it. That yeah. But there, there is something inherently interesting, I think, about those funny objects and those mm. those things that are commonplace but skewed because of your process. Mm. That rightly or wrongly, you can probably make a whole lot of um, emotional or intellectual connections with and, and build an entire narrative around mm. the meaning of them that may or may not be what you're reading of it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I only think of my reading. <laughs> and, and so, are you are you interested in knowing what other people, how other people respond to your work, or is it purely just you do the work because you want to do the work? Yeah, I do the work because I want to do the work. Really, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't think of it beyond beyond my own experience of whether I like it or not. So that's pretty. Um, and if, yeah. it can, if it can mess them up a bit, that's a yeah. that's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, if it's messed me up, I guess so I'm hoping it'll mess. It's only fair, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that seems like the last laugh, right? Is that you know, there's the if you think about what's funny, is like you know, now someone is is contemplating the the meaning of of log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Spending serious time <laughs> un unpacking the, <laughs> the the cartoon elephant feet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why has he put twelve elephant feet on? Yeah, what's the relevance of twelve? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I that idea of of repetition and and seeing it develop either within individual works or across works is. Uh, a fascinating one, I, again coming back to that idea of memory and, and those um, like central motifs or I guess like dream symbols that mm. keep popping up. Mm. Is there something in the work that is connected to your dream life? Yeah. I don't know if it's a I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's dream life or if it's um, just subconscious or if it's, uh, it, it feels like it's coming from outside of me, really, like, that's, yeah. But are, are you a vivid, like, some people... Yeah, I wake up and have, yeah, I do, you know, if I wake up during, yeah, I do, but I generally don't, doesn't give me anything to draw. If I wake up from a dream, it's not with a drawing, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just sort of in, intuitively coming from a subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it's subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, well, we're pretty much coming up to the end of of the time here. I wonder if there's anything um, that, if you were talking to yourself twenty, thirty years ago, that you wish you had heard about being an artist and working as an artist? I would say for me personally, I had a lot of anxiety back then, so can't see someone but <laughs> pretty much, yeah, I, um, yeah, so it's, that would be it. And anxiety in general or anxiety and gen about General anxiety, yeah, I couldn't have done this 20 years ago, I couldn't have talked to you guys, you know, so yeah, just that sort of thing. Awesome. Mm. Cool. Oh. Thanks for joining awesome. us. Cool. Thank yeah. You. And um, anything, just before we go, anything that you want to plug? Websites, social media, shows coming up? Uh, drawings.co.nz is my website. Oh, and, good, um, good URL. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to set it up for other, other people who also draw, but it's just become my thing at the moment. So, yeah. Nice. Yep. And it's not very kept up to date or anything, but there's pictures on there. Yeah. People can check you out there. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for joining us. This show has been broadcast on Free FM 89.0 and is brought to you by Creative Waikato. Have a great day.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.